When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mixtapes, love notes, pen pals. What do you miss that's been replaced by technology? Welcome to the uh, Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with today, none other than Elizabeth Reese, who's been kind enough to spend her afternoon with me. I love spending time with you. This has been so fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's fun. Uh, we normally, you have been kind enough to invite me to hang out with you occasionally when Steve is not there on Twin Cities Live. And, right. Um, it's nice to be able to return, return the, the favor. favor. Yeah. And yeah. this way, you don't have to have makeup on this show. I so, know. or, you know, I mean, you can dress as I grubby as you want. Pants. You totally could. The radio wardrobe is so much more pleasant than the television wardrobe. Sometimes people look at my shoes and they're like, are you really wearing those? And I say, these shoes have never seen the light of day. They've never been outside. I only wear them for one hour on television and then I take them off. 100%. Yeah, your your, uh, TV wardrobe is totally different than uh, your wardrobe wardrobe. Oh my gosh, I'm the laziest dresser in the world. The only reason I- didn't mean that to sound like you look way better on TV. You can say that because I I mean, really, my husband would say that. He's like, what are you wearing sometimes? Well, mostly because the other thing is you're, you're thinking about the eye of the camera. And that has very particular yeah. requirements in a way that regular oh, clothes don't. I know. And it's a struggle, man. I mean, listen, I had a baby seven months ago. Like, I'm not a person who just pops back into tininess. Nor First of all, I'm be. never in normal. tininess at the beginning. And then I don't pop back to my fine time of tininess. So this is the point seven months out when I'm just like, oh. 651-641-1071. Did you, um, did you ever have a pen pal? Yeah. We're talking about things that have been replaced by technology. Um, I uh, I loved having pen pals in um, so middle fun. school and high school. For and I sure. had a number of them because I was in high school, I was learning German. Oh. And so I had a number of pen pals from Germany. And I still have those letters. And I should have, I, I wish I would have thought about it. Uh, I should have brought some of them because, you know, that is such a unique experience. I don't think kids can, ha- I mean, you can, maybe they have like an email equivalent, but I don't feel like we do that anymore. Handwritten letters are such a, uh- like a lost art that I do try to incorporate into my life. So I try to send handwritten notes. Like I try to send handwritten thank you notes, but I don't write letters. I save all of the like notes that my husband has written to me, cards and things like that. And I save those, but it is a sad thing that we don't have that kind of correspondence anymore because think about how many books have been, have been based on the letters of someone, right? I mean, like we were just talking about politicians, George Washington. I mean, there's like letters from him to his wife, letters from him that you get and you you get an insight into their life. Even if you believe that, um, you know, email is sort of an equivalent, you're never going to have the depth of character and personality in an email that uh, a handwritten letter 
once had, right? Because email is just all about like quickly jotting off some ideas. Like very rarely, and I'm sure people do this, but very rarely do you spend, you know, like an hour, you know, pouring out your heart and emotions in because an email. Because you're afraid that it could get like reposted somewhere. Yeah. I mean, there's just no... How do you pour out your emotions? It's not just pen pals. It's not just uh, handwritten letters or love notes. Buying CDs and having a CD collection also on the way out. It's over. Best Buy no longer will carry CDs. I mean, I remember in high school when a new CD would come out and when it was like, I discovered this. Do you you have that CD? I remember when Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill came out. And I think I was in, I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. And it was like revolutionary and everyone loved it and it was like do you have the Alanis Morissette CD yeah and everybody went out to Sam Goody to buy it and you went yeah (laughs) you can't even go to Sam Goody but going to Best Buy they had Best Buy at one point I think had the largest selection of CDs of any store oh I'm sure so many and then now are the largest CD area I mean I don't know what they're going to do with all that real estate I frankly haven't been in a Best Buy in a long time I haven't either it's probably going to be I would imagine I don't know DVDs or like uh are people even going to buy blu-rays I don't know I I mean I haven't bought a blu-ray frankly because I'm like I'm all minimalist I want fewer things CDs take up space true at one point I had a basket of DVDs between me and my husband we had this big basket And it was, I realized that it had been in the basement for four years and we had never once pulled out a DVD to watch. And so I'm like, these are going, I'm getting these out of our house. Probably a smart move. Let's let's go to Brooke because Brooke has something she wants to share about pen pals. Hey Brooke, what'd you want to share? Hey, so I had a pen pal when I was young and I grew up in a really small town. So getting mail was like a huge deal. And I just remember the importance of like her mailing me something she'd send me like the hello kitty stuff because obviously that was very popular over in i think she was in china or japan and you know just the feel of the paper and the uniqueness of how they filled out the envelope and where they put their stamps and just everything unique about it was for me like a very important part about growing up and having that pen pal and i miss that that's you know? so yeah, sweet. right and you just felt like some sort of like fun connection to you know halfway around the planet for sure and right? just like right. this kind of understanding and getting to know somebody in such an interesting way well yeah and it educates kids as it opened my eyes to the fact that not everybody addresses the envelope the same way they yeah. don't yeah. write from left to right or right to left or you know that all that stuff was unique because i was growing up in such a sheltered small town atmosphere and then the mail coming is so exciting brooke that's so cute you know my dad's been doing something really really cute with my kids my dad travels quite a bit for work and um so when he's been going places he'll go to like a little museum store and he'll pick up postcards and then he writes a postcard to my children and and sends sends it it to them and so so then we'll be like bernie you got a postcard from grandpa and then she looks at the picture on the front and then she makes us read it to her like 50 times and so i'm saving them because i feel like it's someday and it'll it'll say like something so cute like this you know he was in dc for work and he was like this is the washington monument i was right here like this is so cool it was snowing or whatever you know he just because you can't write very much on a postcard well it's it's a good thing that he's continuing that because i feel like when she grows up people are gonna be like what is a postcard what's a postcard let's go uh janice janice you're gonna have the last word what did you uh, what do you miss i miss wondering Ooh, tell me more what do you mean oh, so, i like this well you know we'll be sitting around having a conversation and you know you get curious about something i wonder this i wonder if this exists i you know i wonder what that is called 
And we always end up looking at each other and saying, no sense wondering. And we pick up our phone oh, and sure. we really answer the question. And so kind of we've lost that little space to wonder and be curious and Oh my gosh, That's you're so, so right. That's what very a thoughtful, beautiful Janice. thing that you brought up. That Thank is so you. true. We never wonder anymore, and you never have that time that it takes to find something out. Well, I, that is the thing that I do not understand, and someday when we have more time, we can contemplate this, but I have never understood, like, what did we do? Like, when you'd have a question about something... You'd ask your mom and your dad, and you'd go to the encyclopedia, <laughs> and the sometimes encyclopedia. you were the family with the dated encyclopedias, because oh, like you could 70s. never afford yeah. the new Encyclopedia Britannica every year, which was our family. Yeah. Like, we didn't have the new ones. We had the old ones. Or, like, I, I just saw an ad, uh, like, an old-school ad for, like, a dictionary, and I was, like, I was watching old uh, episodes of Match Game from, like, yeah. 1978 or something, and one of their parting gifts was, like, a World Book Dictionary set, sure. and I, you know, I just thought, God, I remember... Remember, I used to love like reading the dictionary. Me too. Yeah. It was so We're fun. And looking to see which which words you knew and which ones that you didn't. Yep. You'd never have to wonder anything anymore. Janice is so right. We have lost the, the art, art of, of wondering. Wonder. Well, thank <gasps> you, Janice, for putting us all in a bad mood. No. <laughs> No, that was great. All right, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, uh, we've got some questions uh, and answers, actually, about the Quincy Jones interview. It was fabulous. We'll give you several reasons why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Are you ready for it? Uh, Ready for knowing that Richard Pryor had sex with Marlon Brando? Now that's what we're talking about here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Elizabeth Reese in today. Hey, thank you. I know you're going to run after this segment to do your your main gig, Twin Cities Live, from 3 o'clock onward on uh, KSTP Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Um, Did you get a chance to read through this uh, Richard, excuse me, this um, Quincy Jones interview in Vulture? I haven't read the whole interview. I've just been seeing all of the... all of the headlines and little tidbits. And what's been fascinating about this is that he is just spewing. I mean, he's sort of like what I guess you would expect somebody who's almost turning 85. You just don't care at some point. You're just going to tell it like it is. You're going to say what happened because what's the worst that can happen? At this point, it's like you don't know how many days you have to live. And so just do what you want to do. I love this and I appreciate it. And I hope to be this way when I am that age because I'm one of those people like I don't want to leave any money. Unless there are like, you know, like for my niece, sure, for some charity, sure. But yeah. for the most part, I'm going to spend it all. Yeah. And I don't want to leave this earth with things that haven't uh, needed to be said now. That said, I don't know that telling people Marlon Brando slept with Richard Pryor is one of the things you need to tell people before you leave this earth. In fact, if I were him, I probably would have put this all in a book and made a lot of money. Yeah, maybe. Right? He kind of just gave it all away for free to Vulture. Um, And he's talking about this, and I believe it's because there is a Netflix series uh that he is involved with a Netflix production that he is involved with um, that led to this interview. But in the interview, uh, he talks about everything. I mean, he talks about how Michael Jackson, he thinks Michael Jackson essentially stole some music uh, ideas and notes and otherwise from, among other people, Donna Summer. But not only that, I mean, he talked about how... like, for example, and what I love about this is it's so accessible. So if you've got the chance, if you haven't read it yet, literally they're like, I ask question. He's like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. They're like, okay, but what about this? And he's it's like, a fun format to the interview because it's, it's not, not like long, an article where out. someone's telling the story. It's just, here's what I asked. Here's what he said. He's like, um, he goes, you worked with Michael Jackson, the interviewer, uh, more than anyone he wasn't re- that anyone that he was not related to. What's something people don't understand about them? He said, 
I hate to get into this publicly, clearly not, <laughs> but Michael stole a lot of stuff. He stole a lot of songs. Donna Summer's State of Independence, Billy Jean, man. The Notes Don't Lie Man, he was as Machiavellian as they come. How so, asks the interviewer. Greedy man, greedy. Don't stop till you get enough. Greg Fillingains wrote the, the C-section. Uh, Michael should have given him 10% of that song. Wouldn't do it. Also, other than uh, his music, he went on to say, the, the interviewer asked him, what about outside of music? What's misunderstood about Michael? And he said, I used to kill him about the plastic surgery. He'd always justify it and say it was because of some disease he had. Yeah, vitiligo. Yeah. But uh, Quincy said that was bull crap. BS. He didn't say crap. No, he didn't. Um, but the whole thing, when I saw the thing yesterday about um, Marlon Brando having sex with, among other people, uh, Richard Pryor was like, what is he even talking about? Man. Because I've heard a lot of stories about old Hollywood. I don't seem to remember the part where Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor were having sex. I guess that they but were. Here's what he said, and then I'll tell you what we learned after the fact. So he goes, um, long story short, they get into talking about dancing and uh, going dancing back in the day. And he says, Marlon Brando used to go cha-cha dancing with us. That is uh, Quincy Jones speaking. Okay. He could dance his ass off. He was the most charming bleeper you ever met. He'd bleep <laughs> anything. Anything. He'd bleep a mailbox. Jeez. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. The interviewer's like, hold on a minute. He slept, <laughs> he slept with them? How do you know that? And what I love about this is in, in the written transcript in, you know, um, not parentheses. Yeah. It says frowns. Frowns, So yes. Quincy's like frowns and says, come on, man. He did not give a bleep. You like Brazilian music? <laughs> and then he goes on to talk about um, Gilberto Gil um, and talk about all sorts of other things. But it's just such a throwaway thing. Like, oh, yeah, he totally slept with Marvin Gaye. He totally slept with um, Richard Pryor. Well, all of us were like, wait a minute, what? And then, wouldn't you know it, uh, Richard Pryor's um, widow... Confirmed. She confirmed that Richard Pryor did, in fact, sleep with Marlon Brando. And she said, this is what this this line is so delightful. It was the 70s, she said. <laughs> Drugs were still good, especially quaaludes. Whoa. If you did enough cocaine, you'd bleep a radiator and send it flowers in the morning. Oh, my goodness. I kind of just love that. It is a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. And it was a time where a lot of things were okay that are just not okay today. Yeah. Like, you know. You don't want to bleep radiators. No, you, you should don't bleed want to. radiators because, you know, you have to let the pressure out. But you should always send flowers. Yes. You send Thank flowers. you. Yes. That is the truth. At least he was polite enough to send flowers. He just said whatever he wanted to say. And I think that, again, I think that happens at the age of 85. It is interesting to hear about all of the people, though. You know, there was just such a different time when people weren't open about their sexuality. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Even though in the 70s there was probably more Well, their sexuality was probably very uh, much more open than it is today. Yeah. At least, you know, um, people were a lot less hung up on for a number of reasons. Well, but. probably less on a definition. And there was probably a lot more like experimentation in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, hey, whatever feels good, do it, right? Yeah. So if it feels good in that moment, great. And if it doesn't feel good the next time, then don't do it again. It's not as much like you must define, are you gay, straight, bisexual, what are you? Yeah. Where before it was just like, I'm just doing what feels good in the second. Yeah. Not always the best way to live. Yeah. P.S. Like it's if, a time and a place. It's a perspective. If we were always doing what just felt good in the moment, Bradley, I mean, we'd be in gutters, like in just a drunken stupor of Reese's peanut butter cups. It's, it's true. <laughs> I was thinking hot dogs. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hot dogs. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. With macaroni and cheese. Yeah, you can't always do what's good in the moment. Notice how in the 70s they went to Quaaludes. Three of us go straight to junk food. Yeah. Well, that's that kind of. Tells us that we've progressed as a society, that our low bar is, um, or, you know, our low point is snack food. (laughs) I'm fine with that. In fact, we should go find some in the break. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate it. I'll be back for my Dirt Alert at 520 with Lori and Julia. And then you'll be back with us tomorrow for the next Dirt Alert. Of course. At uh, right at 1215. Mm -hmm. All right. When we come back, Donnie's going to join us for the last couple segments of the show here on the Colleen and Bradley show. And we've got some crazy stupid idiots for you right here on My Talk 1071. Something that can't hide from you any longer. That's Donnie Love. He's walked into the studio. You guys, it's a little early, but uh, we thought you'd enjoy a little bit of this. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. Elizabeth had to skedaddle to take care of her We're going to play TV your intro. Show. Oh, sorry. Shh, I wasn't here. You got it? Go for it. Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Donnie, thanks for joining us a little early. In fact, Donnie, we're going to get right to it with some crazy stupid idiots. Okay, I I love that segment of your show. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Yeah, because they are crazy. Well, then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does, Donnie. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Indeed. Yes. That is not where we're going first, though, Donnie. We're going to the state that usually comes second only to Florida. Uh... Uh, West Virginia. No, close. Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, for some reason, Pennsylvania yeah. always hmm. seems to, uh, you know, uh, have a bunch of crazy, stupid okay. idiots. Okay, you, I want to tell you about a guy. He's 19 years old. His name is Lonnie. Not Donnie. Lonnie. Lonnie. Got it. Actually, there used to be a, 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 a inspirational speaker named Donnie Lo- Don Lonnie. Get out And he had Don. albums. Don Lonnie? Yeah, I'll, Lonnie? I'll pull up a, an old album cover for you and we'll okay. play some uh, later in the show. But right. right now I want to tell you about 19-year-old Lonnie Beatty II. He was so good. Uh, they gave him the name twice. Lonnie Beatty, Donnie, um, got in trouble outside a trailer in Apollo, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh. Okay? Mm-hmm. He was doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Really? 
Mm. Do you want that's an, out of a trailer? Yes, outside uh, of a trailer. That's out of a trailer in Apollo, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so police officers were called to a residence where Don Lonnie, no, Lonnie Beatty, was destroying the home's contents and, quote, assaulting everyone. Destroying the home's contents and assaulting everyone. Now that, Donnie, is, is not like, you know, uh, that's garden variety, right? Like assault, big deal. Why yeah, would you end what, up on Crazy Stupid Idiots? What was he? He was destroying the contents of the inside of the trailer? He was destroying the contents of the home, okay. a.k.a. trailer, yeah. and assaulting everyone inside. Okay? Hmm. Um, but that's not enough oh. of a Crazy Stupid Idiot story. Okay. It is what he was covered in. While he was doing this, uh, whipped cream? No. No. Peanut butter? No. Okay. Uh, Same consistency. Well, oily. Uh, some kind of uh, cooking oil, some kind of lube. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm... Grease. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cooking oil. Cooking oil. He yes. Was covered in Crisco cooking oil. pure vegetable oil. Okay. Mr. Uh, Beatty was covered in oil. Completely naked and assaulting everyone inside a trailer outside of uh, an Apollo, uh, or I should say a suburb of Pittsburgh. Police from three separate departments had to gather outside the home after they got a report that he was attacking five different people. As they approached the trailer, Beatty burst outside screaming, no, 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 then ran, uh, first jumped off the porch, ran naked through the snow en route to the freeway. That is when police deployed a taser. Ah, I thought they put down tire spikes. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that'd be <laughs> would a hurt little. That would be a little much? violent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he ignored uh, police orders. That's when they tased him. They pulled the wires off him, but he just kept rolling around on the ground and then kept racing around. I mean, it was bad. Luckily, it was really oily. Uh, it was really oily. He was really oily, but it was really icy outside, so he kept falling, and so they were able to catch oh, him a okay. lot easier. I just wonder if the the taser gave him a nice uh, sort of a. You know, a, a nice crusty brown coating when it cooked the oil. Yeah. <laughs> like chicken. That's true. I wonder <laughs> like if it like sizzled. Chicken. Like it's... Oof. Mm. That would not be good. <laughs> I don't know. But then the ice. Um, anyway. It, luckily, everybody was fine. He did get charged with 24 misdemeanor accounts, though. And um, he is uh, on bail. So... He survived. Do we? Was he intoxicated at the time? Oh, I did. I not mention that no, he I was on he LSD was. at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll make you think that covering yourself uh, in oil is a good idea. Oh yeah, yeah, and then running naked through the snow. Yeah, yeah. After beating the crap out of people. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Um, where do you want to go next? I don't know. Your show. You tell me where you want to go next. You want to go to Scotland? I'd love to. You've been over the pond, haven't you? I have been over have the pond. Have you been to Scotland? I have been to Scotland, yes. Hope to go back. Have you heard this story about the tiger? The tiger? Yes. So there was a tiger it's in... It's a great tiger in Scotland. If it's not Scottish, it's crap! Okay, there was a tiger in, in Scotland? Uh, there was a tiger that caused a legitimate headache for a Scottish farmer and local police. It caused a 45-minute showdown. There was a standoff a between standoff. a tiger... And a farmer and some police okay. in Scotland. So the, did the farmer own the tiger? Well, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, 
if there was just a loose animal again, well, that wouldn't be a crazy, stupid idiot story, right? Like it'd be uh, just another link. Oh, there's yeah. a tiger on the yeah. loose. Big deal. Okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. No, I want to tell you about Bruce Grubb. He's 24. He thought he saw the large cat lurking on his farm in Peterhead, Scotland, and he quickly called the police. Help! We've got a tiger! Got a tiger in my farm! I don't think either of us is going to win an award. <laughs> Officers arrived at the scene, but remained in their vehicles to figure out the best way to to nab the tiger. Uh, the, the the police uh, officer said, I got a hell of a scare. I was worried it was going to eat all me cows. Where? Okay, I'm so confused. Where did this tiger come from? Well, apparently, Donnie, he or, came from the store. The, the tiger store? No, <laughs> the the toy tiger store. Oh no! It was a fake tiger, but it was a fake tiger caused how, how a forty-five big, minute standoff. Was it a giant size stuffed tiger? Apparently, uh, it turned out that uh, everybody was sober, mm. and even uh, the farmer. Nobody understands where the the uh, toy came from, but it was you know presumably a joke. Yeah. Somebody thought it would be hilarious yeah. well, to scare worked. the farmer. It did work. Yeah. The guy said he was stone cold sober, drank nothing. Uh, he thought it was real. And despite the false alarm, he uh, thought he's, it was a good idea to call the police because you never know. But it, it, it would have just, it wouldn't have been moving. It would have just been <laughs> Well, presumably, place. yes. It you just would sat think there. that if it was alive, it would have been moving. Not like, just this sitting tiger's there. been sitting here for 45 <laughs> minutes not doing anything. <laughs> Anybody check to see if it's real? <laughs> Okay, yeah. that is pretty good. Uh, any crazy, stupid, idiot stories on Lori and Julia today? Uh, I guess, I guess you could say Quentin Tarantino is a crazy, oh, stupid God. idiot. What? What is? Because that? now he's apologizing for what he said all those years ago about Roman Polanski's thirteen-year-old rape victim. Yeah, this was shocking, and I was glad to see that he issued an, an apology. But it's it's a little shocking that he it took him how many years again? Oh, well, thirteen or thirteen years, something, something like, like that. that. Yes. Thirteen years ago, that he made these ridiculous comments. He, yeah. and and I thought in the apology a little shocking that he also seems to blame it on trying to be provocative or to play devil's advocate. Like, Back then, yeah, he said I I was just trying to you know play devil's advocate and and sound provocative. By challenging, you know, well, then we've proved our point that he's crazy and yeah. he's stupid, stupid and he's an idiot. And he's an idiot. We're so. saying that 13 years ago. But, but I, mean, I guess yeah, he apologized a little late. Uh, okay, fine. Um, it was pretty shocking. We listened to the audio and frankly, yeah. it's a good thing that he's. Uh, we have a Kim Kardashian situation. What's that? Uh, Julie didn't, didn't think it was any big deal. A lot of people don't think it's a big deal. She posted a photo of herself. And she's she's topless, but I think she's holding up something over her boobs. Yeah. Okay. And the photo was taken, she says, by her daughter, because you can see she's standing in front of a mirror, oh. and you can see the flash in the background. And she posted that. And there are people who are taking her to task for poor parenting. Oh. Well, not for the fact that you may have been, you know, in a state of undress in front of your daughter, but the fact that then you posted it on the internet. And that you're making your daughter take your selfies for you. Like, are you yeah, so lazy? Yeah, you why, why was that necessary? Is it's, So I don't know how you felt about that. No, no opinion in any way, shape, or form? I don't. Like, for me, I would just think that's probably the least dangerous thing that she will do to that child. I'm, you know, giving yeah. the child an, uh, a weird sense of the world around her is probably the... 
the worst thing that she'll be doing, you know, providing this child with the notion that, um, you know. You, but you have to wonder, okay, little Norwest. We're, <laughs> little Norwest. <laughs> this is, isn't this fun to take a picture of mommy. With her boobies. With her boobies well, covered her up boobies. and then posted on the internet for a million billion people to yeah, look, see. Isn't this a look, fun idea? Well, grandma also made a lot of money off of mom's porn tapes. Well, so there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable you know, conversations yeah. and, happening you know, at the, the Kardashian The people that family. were defending her were saying, well, what's a big deal? My mom dressed in front of me all the time. Yes, but your mom did, didn't post photos on the internet. No, that's true. That's and I'm very difference. grateful that my grandma, because I used to come around the corner. You ever do that thing where you come around the corner? Uh, my grandmother, um, she would be getting dressed and she didn't know how to close doors. Oh, so you'd come <laughs> around the corner like, Grandma, whoa! Oh, Grandma! No! <laughs> or if she'd be in the bathroom and she'd go, uh, Brad, can you come here? And you're like, okay. Whoa! whoa! Going grandma. to the bathroom? I don't need to see that. She had no boundaries. Wow, your grandma was quite the character, she, wasn't yeah. she? Well, uh, occasionally I refer to her as boobs. <laughs> Because she just was really? very, she would be in in the garden, yeah. in the front uh, front yard. They had a huge uh, front yard, and they had a full like garden, and she would be weeding in a bra. Really, in broad daylight. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was a very liberated lady. Apparently, yeah. Okay, uh, more fun stories about my wacky grandma when we come back. Do me a favor, though. If you have photos of that, please don't post those. I will not. Absolutely never. Thank God selfies were not a thing then. All right, when we come back, uh, we have a daily snap judgment for you, Donnie. So think about this question during the break, and we'll read through some of our answers, uh, or read through some of our listeners' answers when we come back. Opera or ballet? Mm. That is the question we'll answer when we come back right right, here on My Talk 1071. Ballet or opera? Opera or ballet? That is the question that we are asking you here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. And uh, in the studio, we've got Donnie. He's early. He came in a little bit early because uh, we had Elizabeth Reese today. Colleen is out. She'll be back on Monday. And Sonny running the board. Thank you, by the way, Sonny. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. And uh, Donnie, you're doing a great job, too. Thanks, Brad. It but, means uh, a lot coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie's, you know, I've been in this business a long time, and yeah, uh, Donnie's yeah. learned a lot from me, basically. I have? <laughs> yeah. I've no. just learned about your grandma. Donnie has been, it's true, <laughs> boobs. Gardening in her bra. Yeah, she she was a fun lady. They oh. actually let her out of her retirement village early, her lease early, uh, because she had a habit of answering the door for the gentleman delivering her medication in a bra. <laughs> Yeah, at the ripe old age of 90-something. I love this woman. Yeah, she was was a fun gal. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, The question I uh, said for our Daily Snap Judgment was opera or ballet. The reason, Donnie, Mm. you may not know this, it's ballet day. I did not know it was ballet day. I didn't either. Okay. Do you want to hear some uh, what some listeners said? Sure. Well, first of all, let's hear your answer. I'm going to go with, I've been to both. Okay. I've been to, I've only been to one opera, but I've been to several ballets. Oh, okay. Uh, because my daughter is a dancer. Oh, so that, makes that was sense. part of it. I saw her dance in the Nutcracker and a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's fun. So I'm going to say for me, ballet because of the uh, the athleticism. Oh, okay. The opera was interesting. I enjoyed it, but I would prefer the ballet. Okay. Or as they say, the ballet. The ballet. Yes. The ballet. Yeah. So ballet uh, for me. All right, ballet for you, uh, Sani. Do you have a thought on the matter? Let me think about it for a minute. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Think away. Uh, if I picked one, I would probably say opera. 
And why why do you say that over Only the, because the I've seen more opera than ballet. Oh. And uh, I most recently got to see an opera at with the Minnesota Opera at the Ordway. That's where I saw an opera. And yeah. uh, it's it, great that they have the English words above the. Oh state. my God! Thank God <laughs> so they do because I don't speak we Italian. I have no idea what right? they're talking about. Or even the English. When I, I, I don't care what language you're speaking, when you do it in opera, I can't understand what you're because. I don't know. It's really hard because I like opera because I feel like I've I've seen it be mixed with other like genres and stuff. But oh, I do sure. feel like I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to choose, really quick, snap judgment, opera. See, you know how okay. this works. You pick a set. You just go with something. Quick, yeah. Yeah. Just and it's not like it means you can only ever go see you know the opera now right. or the ballet, depending on your answer. But all right, here's some listener answers again. Daily snap judgment: opera or ballet? Cynthia said, "Opera. If you have never been to one, go." The Ordway has subtitles above the stage. Mm -hmm. So that's a good answer. Um, Let's see here. Um, Chelsea says ballet. Those bodies are amazing. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. Men in tights, not a bad thing. Football, ballet. Ballet. The ballet. Okay. Natasha said, I don't understand either, but would like to experience. I don't understand. Oh, I don't understand either of them, presumably. But would like to experience them because I haven't yet. Anyone want to call my husband and tell him to take me? Uh, Technically, I, she gets a buzz because she, she did not answer. She didn't pick one. Yeah, yeah. I don't do. I do not want to call her her husband. Are but you sure? If, but if he were a really good guy, he would take her to one or the other that she wants to go to. I think so too. Yeah, be, be a giver. Um, Christopher said, "Opera. The boys' crotches are too disturbing in the ballet." <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get over it. What are you, Come seven? On. Come on, grow up. It's called a dance belt. Good Lord. But that, you know what that does remind me of? The funny, one of the funniest scenes from the movie Top Secret. Do you remember the movie Top Val Secret? Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Oh, my God. If you uh, ever want to feel like a, a teenage boy, watch Top Secret because that's all it is, is teenage boy jokes. Mm-hmm. So they go to the opera and she's like, there are opera classes. And the male dancer has a very pronounced protuberance <laughs> down there. Mound. And the women are actually like dancing off of it. Like they're <laughs> flitting from one crotch to the next. It's hysterical. Okay. I think, you know, yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, okay. a lot of double entendre. Oh, of course. All those French. kind of movies. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Christine said ballet. I have never had any interest in opera. Oh, that's too bad. Well, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And uh, Nancy said neither. Neither been to either. Really okay, don't that care. that is not the question we asked. Entertainment dollars go to other things, says Nancy. Uh, really, well, she should get a double buzz for that. So somebody said, <laughs> somebody responds, Kathy, thank you. She did the artwork for us. She goes, why are you even bother? Why do you even bother weighing in here then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're not interested in answering the question, don't tell us your entertainment dollars are going elsewhere. Yeah. I, I decided I to spend my dollars. entertainment I'm dollars I'm going elsewhere. to the Art Institute. I'm going bowling. Sculpture. I'm doing that wonderful art of bowling. Yes. Oh, which, by the way, we should put a plug in. And Donnie, um, Donnie is, a, for those of you who don't know, watches a lot of TV. And you... Uh, well, you watch a lot of TV, too. I think you watch more TV than I do, oh, quite honestly. Okay. But... Um, we were checking in on a show together today. Uh, I've been loving this show, and I've mentioned it on the show before, called Babylon Berlin. Yeah. It's uh, 1920s Germany. It's a German TV series. Yeah. 
Um, so you have to watch it with subtitles, but totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you really enjoyed it. You're yeah, like five or, I'm, five or I'm, so yeah, I think I'm five in. It's very interesting. And not the only thing you're watching, because in fact, you named like three other things you've been watching. What else is on the top uh, of your list right Waco, now? Waco. Okay, what, what ne- is that TNT or no, FX? It's, it's, uh, it's Paramount, which used to oh, be Paramount, sp- yeah. which used to be Spike mm-hmm. TV. And it's uh, it's only six episodes, so we're three in now. And it's about the uh, David Koresh and the Branch Davidians debacle that happened in Waco, Texas. Yeah. It was really a mess. And it's worth it? It is. Uh, Taylor Kitsch is very good. As David Koresh. Interesting. I would recommend I that one, too. I saw the commercial for it, but I haven't seen the actual yeah, one. that one, too. Okay. Uh, what was the other one I mentioned? You, oh, Altered Carbon? Yeah, so that's the, yeah, that's that's the one v- I'm interested on in because it was the thing that when I decided to watch Altered Carbon, I was like, uh, am I going to watch this or am I going to watch this um, uh, Babylon that Berlin? Berlin. Yeah. Tell me about Altered Carbon. Very sci-fi, if you're into that sort of thing. Takes place, you know, I don't know, probably... Several hundred years in the in the future, and the premise is is that people they don't die; they have a stack in their where their consciousness is, and they what they do is they call them resleeve them. So you can't you are put into another body, oh. and this guy is brought back to solve a murder of a guy who has been, see, it's hard to explain. He's not dead. Basically, people get to, like, if you... And he says, whose murderer do you want me to solve? And this fabulously rich man says, mine. Oh, interesting. So it's, but it's very, very sci-fi. And Joel Kinnaman is great in it. But he's done after this year. He only signed up for one se- one one season. Interesting. All right. Well, that's so, Altered Carbon on Netflix. There's a yeah. lot to watch. Um, share with us your thoughts on what you're watching. Of course, you can do that uh, by email or tweets. Donnie, thank you for jumping in. Thank you. Donnie, thank me. you for running the board today. But of course. You're going to be back tomorrow. Uh-huh. Awesome. Also tomorrow, Kat Perkins uh, will be hosting. And uh, when we come back, Lori and Julia will take over. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow.